Welcome to the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name is Lachlan Davey. I'm here with my dad, Ken Davey, and today we're going to be talking about the catch. And what we're really going to be talking about is how you can change your catch to make it much more effective and how to do it quickly. So we're really looking at the the low-hanging fruit of the catch. And so, Ken, maybe it's worth uh, letting people know about how you see the catch and some of the misconceptions that coaches have when it comes to getting the catch in. Sure. It's my favourite part of the stroke. I think it's probably the most important part of the stroke. And the issue that I see all the time is uh, threefold, really. The first one is that, that there's this expectation that the catch is hard to teach. To get a good catch is hard to teach. But if you've got a few fundamentals in place first, then it's actually not that hard to teach. And it doesn't take all that long, I think like to think you'd be able to teach someone how to have a really good catch within a few sessions, 10 sessions maybe, uh, to teach them how to have a good catch. And once they understand how it is and how it works and how to execute it well, then just a bit of practice and you'll find their catch gets a lot better. Second issue that I see is that there's this expectation that uh, the catch uh, is something that, that you need to be, you get a good catch, you need to be a really elite rower. And that's a real myth from my perspective in that I consider any competent athlete can have a have a good catch. And it's just about being able to teach them the right way. So if you've got an athlete that's 13, 14-year-old athlete or a beginner athlete that can row pretty well, then there's no reason why they can't have a good catch. And we can talk about that a little bit later on. And so I think that's the, the, probably the fundamental. The last thing that I think is a bit of an issue with the catch is that People tend to uh, be afraid of the catch and the issue with that is that the catch is, a, especially in a small boat like a, a skull or a double, the catch is a, a pretty precarious place because uh, the boat's pretty much unstable and, and it's, people like to get out of the catch position really quickly. And I think if they understand what a good catch is and how to execute it, then that fear of the catch disappears. So they're the three main items, I think, that, that we really should pay close attention to because you can get a much better outcome if you understand those three. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you go to any regatta, whoever's winning the race usually has a better catch than everyone else in that race. And it doesn't matter if you're looking at a an under-14s event or at the like the national championships typically the the best crews and the best best athletes have really good catches and it's not not by mistake it's that's why they're out in front i mean yeah they have training and all these other things as well behind them but to see it across all age groups and all categories uh, it makes it just reiterates how important getting a good catch is and yeah like like you said for me it's the same i think the catch is probably the most important part of the rowing stroke obviously different people have different technique problems and so sometimes maybe the finishes but for me and probably i don't know probably 90 percent of other athletes the catch is uh is by far the best best um spot for extra speed i did a poll on instagram recently that just trying to just asking people what they thought was more important the catch or the finish for a good rowing stroke and i think it was about 75 percent said the catch and 25 percent said the finish and i think if you were to take those numbers and say well yeah the focus your efforts 75 percent on the catch and 25 on the finish 
then you you probably go pretty well. Yeah, I think so. And one of the things about focusing on the finish too is a number of, of top coaches focus on the finish to some extent, but if you ask them why, they say, well, you can't have a good catch unless you've got your body in the right position off the finish. So I think a lot of those finish people would say, yep, it's actually about the catch, but I can't get a good catch without a good finish. So I think it's really critical. It's probably worth understanding too why the catch is so important. The trick about the catch is that the boat's going at its slowest point at the catch. That's where it slows down the most in that point. And it's really easy to kill the run of the boat and and sort of check the boat a little bit by starting to push before you've got the blade in the water and connected. Every other aspect of the rowing stroke, yes, you can slow the boat down, but nowhere near as much as you can by starting to push the boat backwards before the oars in the water. So that's why the catch is such a critical part of the stroke and that's why we put so much focus on it yeah and you only have a very small amount of time to get it right so if you do something say lift the shoulders at the catch when the blade's not in the water or even do any pushing with the legs if the blade's not in the water you're going to miss a really effective part of the rowing arc and uh, yeah someone wrote in this week and was having problems with a, a pair being pulled around and typically when a pair is pulling to one side one of the rowers is getting their catch in a lot better than the other rower and are rowing with a lot more effective arc, especially around the catch. And, uh, yeah, the other rowers try to make it up around the finish, but when they get to that point, they're actually pulling the boat around towards them if they're trying to apply the power at the finish. So it's all about that catch timing, especially in a pair, but in all boats, really. So what, what do you reckon that would be the first place you go to when you're trying to help someone's catch does it depend on the individual like what they're getting wrong or is it pretty much everyone has to do it in a certain order i i think i think there's a few fundamentals that are important to talk about and some of them won't be relevant to each athlete but i'd like to sort of run through how i'd go about dealing with a good catch and getting a good catch the first thing and let's talk about single scale the reason i want to talk about a single scale is because there's no other outside influences it's entirely up to the one athlete but everything i'm going to say here applies equally well to any other boat but even sweep sweep boats it's the same principles everything's the same principle the trick really let's go through the first one the fear of the catch now by the fear of the catch i mean that unstable feeling you get at the at the at the catch position and and this is why it's good to practice it in a single because if you can overcome that fear in a single then in a quad it's clearly it's going to be very easy so if we think what happens and it was actually a, a school student taught me this years ago we were sitting at the catch or she was sitting at the catch and i was coaching and and she was unstable and she was nervous and and so i got her to put her oars in the water so she's sitting at the catch stationary and got to put her oars in the water and all of a sudden the boat went from being about uh, 18 inches wide or less, one foot wide, uh, to being about three or four metres wide, four metres wide because the oars are in the water. And so all of a sudden she had stability and I asked her, uh, what is it that makes the catch work? And she said, oh, put the oars in the water. And so what you've got to get people to understand, particularly beginners, is that when they get to the catch and they feel unstable, the first thing they should do is put the oars in the water because they'll get their stability back straight away. Now, if they start to get into the catch and they're coming into the catch and then the first thing a lot of athletes will do is try and start to push as soon as they can to get out of the catch 
because it's an unstable position. So encourage them really strongly and practice this to come to the catch, put the oars in the water. Come to the catch, put the oars in the water without any pushing. And if you do that, then you'll find that they understand the concept that the boat's suddenly a lot wider than, than it was and they're a lot more stable. And until they can get to that point and sit there comfortably and put the oar in the water, then it's going to be hard for them to actually execute a good catch. So with that same notion, if an athlete's coming into the catch and if they can't sit in the catch position, try it with the blades flat on the water for safety, but if they can't sit at the catch position for probably 30 seconds without feeling as though they're cramping up, then I'd suggest get them more flexible or change the rig because to get a good catch the first thing is to make sure that you can get to the right position for the catch comfortably and then understand that the first thing you do is put the oar in the water you don't push the first thing you do is put the oar in the water so i find that's the best way to start teaching now lachlan when you've sat at the catch before uh, how do you feel about the, the stability at that point yeah so it's, it's something that it is quite stable and it's quite unstable all at the same time. Uh, so if you've got your blades in the water and they're just sort of a little bit buried or buried equally, um, yeah, it's it's pretty stable. But if you bury one blade a lot more than the other um, or don't have them, yeah, or you're leaning over to one side at the time you put the blades in the water so you're not set and steady at the catch, it can be really unstable and really disconcerting. So it's, it's one of those... It's one of those things, like you were saying, if you can get them out to the catch and have them relax at that point, so with the oars flat on the water, and then just get them to square their oars up, you know, nice, you know, slowly and, you know, not not rushing or not panicking, and then put them so they're just sort of sitting in the water. They'll tend to want to float a little bit, so you get a bit more stability when they're floating a little bit. So square in the water, but the top of the oar is still showing. That's going to give you the best stability. When you get them underneath the water, that's a lot less stable all the way underneath. So you really uh, either want to be quite advanced when you do that or just about to take a stroke. So you'll see, you know, when people are lining up, you know, if you just want to have an example of this, have a look at the world champs when they're lining up um, before a race in the single skull they'll be they'll have their blades square like flat on the water and then they'll start you know reading out the crews and then when they get towards the end of that list they square them up and they're just sitting sort of a little bit out of the water but mostly buried and then when they say attention that's when the blades start to go under the water and they're getting locked on ready to go and then you know row and then they're off so they don't bury that blade so square at the catch and blades in the water it shouldn't really be buried unless you're just about to go somewhere no absolute good thinking and and you're right you see that in racing all the time so so when an athlete's coming into the catch all they need to do to be comfortable is just put the blades just in the water as Lachlan suggested and then if you're racing of course then you'll have it a lot deeper and even if you're rowing you'll have it a lot deeper and so i suggest when you're teaching them to do this make sure they understand the difference when they're just putting the blade in the water and they're getting ready and they've got their balance and it doesn't have to go in deep when they're rowing the blade goes a lot deeper and we'll talk about blade depth a bit later on but blade depth is important for a good catch but for this part of the education it's really just about put the blade in the water and use the blade to support the handle so that that supports the boat which makes the athlete feel more comfortable 
So being comfortable in that first part is, is really, really important. Once I've got that under control, then the next thing that I need to understand is the sequence of, of the drive. So they put the blade in the water and then they need to, in my words, wait a little bit. Now, in reality, it's a fraction of a second, like a 0.1 of a second. Maybe it's not much at all. But it's really putting the blade in the water and then making sure they don't push until the blade's buried. Now, uh, when they're just sitting there stationary and not rowing, then sure, we just want the blade sitting in the water just at the surface because that's going to give them the stability and that feeling of comfort. When they start to have the boat moving, though, then they want to put the blade in. They want to put it in quite deep. Now, what I suggest you ask them to do is to put the blade in really deep uh, so that it's perhaps 100 mil under the water. So it's reasonably deep, four inches under the water. And, and then you want them to sort of pause, hesitate for a moment. Hesitate's probably the better term. They put it in and then they hesitate before they push. So essentially it's lift your hands up, then you push. They're two separate distinct movements. And once they get the hang of that, you'll find that they, they'll feel like they're sitting at the catch for a long time. I had uh, a guy in an eight when we were doing this drill some years ago. He says, it feels like I'm sitting out there forever with that blade in the water before I push. So it'll feel like a really long time. So just make them aware that it will feel like a long time. Now, the worst that can happen is if they're rowing along and they put the blade in and then they wait a little bit too long, all that's going to happen is the blade's going to kick in their hand a bit. So the water the boat moving through the water so the water will push the blade and they'll feel the handle moving towards them a little bit you'll find it's really really rare that anyone delays long enough for that to happen when they're learning this so i'd suggest try and get them to actually feel that push on the blade so get them to roll along just a steady low rate nothing too exciting just so they're comfortable and get them to put the blade in the water and delay their leg drive more and more and more until they feel the handle kick and if they and when they feel the handle kick, that means they should have started to put their legs on a fraction before that time. So put the blade in and then wait and then push. Now, sitting at the catch and waiting for that does does take quite a long time, doesn't it, Lachlan? It feels like a weird experience when you're used to getting out of that catch really quickly by just pushing as soon as you get to the front. But if you put the blade in and then hesitate, then you'll find that your catch improves out of sight. Yeah, but like with that example, you're not literally saying put the blade in then hesitate what you're really wanting to happen is the blade to be put in the water buried before you push and the only way to get an athlete to understand that is to say you have to put the blade in then hesitate because you know nearly everyone tries to put the blade in and start the leg drive at the same time and that just makes you means you miss that really effective part of that first part of the stroke that's what you're saying right that's exactly what i'm saying yes yeah yeah, so if you could, you can't literally like yeah, it's it's not like you literally want them to hesitate, but you have to literally say that to them in order to them to get to the point where you get them placing the blade before they push or at the very least placing the blade and then starting the push when it's almost buried. That's and it. that's probably exactly. the perfect catch. Uh, absolutely. And it's interesting when you watch it from a, a, a coach's perspective from a speedboat or a bike on the side of the of the river is that that when they get it right it'll look like they're actually sitting at the catch waiting for something 
if you watch them when they're rowing normally you'd be before they learn this technique and have a good catch unless they've already got a good catch of course but if they haven't got a good catch then it'll look like they come into the front and go straight out again with their body so their bodies appear to go into the catch and straight out when they get this technique right and all the good athletes have it uh, if you look at uh, Kim Brennan when she was rowing at the Rio Olympics where she won gold and you watch her racing and it looks like she puts the blade in and then she's got all the time in the world before she puts the legs on and she was rating 34. So it's, you'll see it from the bank. When they get it right, it'll look like they're at the catch and they're sitting there. They're not really sitting there. What they're doing is they're waiting for the load. So they put the blade in, pick up the load and then they push. And that's the next step in the process. So the first step in this case is to put the blading in quickly and put it in well connected. And then in your mind, say, I'm going to hesitate. I'm going to wait here for just a, a fraction just to get connected. Now, if you describe them the concept of picking up the load, then that might make more sense to, to many athletes. So you put it in and you've got to then pick up the load and get the blade connected to the water before you push. And it takes a moment. But... A very short moment but if you watch it from the bank you'll be able to see that athletes that have a good catch appear as though they're not in a hurry to get out of the catch yeah and that's probably one of the biggest myths about the catch is you have to be very quick to get in and out of the catch but because of the way the blade's facing it's on such a large angle it's almost pointing in the same direction as the bow's going um, the the water the water movement on that blade when you place it relatively relative to the boat speed is a lot less than if it was at the square off position so yeah the catch would be very hard to do if you're at the square off position so you know the all perpendicular to the boat but because it's all the way around towards the bow of the boat like quite a long way especially in a sculling boat you have a lot more time to place that blade before you start the drive phase and i think the 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 biggest problem that uh, a lot of crews have especially juniors is yeah, they get the getting the power on quick is important, but nowhere near as important as getting the blade buried at the maximum arc of your rowing stroke. So, there's no point getting the power on quickly if you're missing that that large portion at the start of the stroke where your blade should be in the water, but instead isn't, and getting rowed into the water on the way through the stroke. It's much more important to get that full length connection and then the power on. So sacrificing a bit of power to get a better connection is going to make a faster boat than putting more power in and getting a worse connection absolutely and what happens too with that is that a couple of things because they're all so far around towards the bow it's almost impossible to check the boat at the catch because if you with the, the boat, oar with the oar because the oar is almost going the same way good point Lachlan you can check the boat at the catch really easily with your legs if you start to push earlier, as Lachlan was describing a moment ago, then what happens is that not only is the oar not in the water and connected, but you're starting to check the boat by pushing with your legs. And so two things out of that. Firstly, you're slowing the boat down by checking it. Well, that's not good. Second thing you're doing is you're wasting a bit of your leg drive so you can't use it later on. And indeed, I've seen some athletes where they, they don't really get connected to the water until they've used half the slide especially in a school situation. And that means that they've pushed the boat backwards, if you like, and it didn't go backwards, we know, but they've checked the boat with half the slide and then they get connected and they try and accelerate it with the other half of the slide. If instead they got to the catch, put the blade in, waited until they had the load and then they pushed, they don't check the boat 
and that all of their leg drive goes to make the boat go forward. Massive difference. So they've gone from checking the boat for half the stroke and going forward for half the stroke, which sort of sounds like you've got nowhere, uh, to using the entire slide to push the boat forward. So don't be afraid of, of putting that blade in at the catch when it's way around in the bow of the boat because you're not going to do any damage. Where the damage comes from is using the legs too soon. So you've got to wait to feel that load. How, how do you feel load, Lachlan? What's it feel like when you've got that connection? Um, so it depends what sort of boat you're in. Uh, if you're in a single, it's really easy to feel the load. So um, you, you pretty much have no choice because you're moving a lot slower and there's a lot less horsepower to weight ratio um, in a single. Uh, so you put the blade in, you'll feel the load pretty well. Uh, you want to feel a lot of load essentially throughout the whole stroke. Uh, when you're in something like an eight, so something that's moving a lot quicker, if you don't get the blade in, and get your power on quickly with the legs you might not feel any load for the whole stroke so your window of opportunity to actually connect with the water is a lot smaller in an eight due to the reduced catch angle and the fact that the boat's moving a lot quicker and other people are doing something to contribute to the boat speed so it, it all comes down to really placing the blade as far forward as you know you need to getting your your optimal arc so right round at the catch put the blade in the water and get the power on quickly enough to feel the weight in in your hands in your shoulders and connect it through your body to to drive the boat um but yeah it's not it, it will feel a little bit heavy in a single um and that's that just means you're connected to the work really um yeah, it, it, it varies a bit from rating. So at a higher rating, you won't feel as much load. It's more academic how you're getting connected to the water. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely lots of things at play. But essentially, you want to be doing something to, to drive the boat. And, you know, you can look at all sorts of measures, how your muscles feel, how much of your heart rate you're using during a race. Um, you know, if you're struggling to get the rating up, uh, for you know, for whatever reason it might be that yeah you you rig too heavy you you got too much too much load or or lots of different factors really but essentially you're looking for something that you can feel in your handle that is driving the boat forward absolutely and another thing that's important with this too is that you often see people putting the blade in with the with their shoulders so they lift their shoulders at the catch to put the blade in if you're going to lift your shoulders at the catch to put the blade in that's also going to be pushing the boat backwards and checking it so it's really important to make sure that you just use your arms to put the blade in the water so the quick upward movement of the arms and then you push with the legs first and then bring the body in and that uh, sequencing is is pretty important but but as far as getting the catch in the critical thing i'd suggest is is really make sure they don't put the blade in uh, with their shoulders the other thing that you can do here which is handy as well is if you've got a accelerometer in the boat so you can see the acceleration trace and so you see what the boat's doing what we're trying to do in order to get a good catch is we're trying to minimize the catch duration so we're trying to minimize the amount of time that the boat's decelerating so as you come into the catch the boat will start to decelerate and then as you put the blade in the water and pick up the load and push then the boat will accelerate again and so we want to make that as quick and as short as we can so if you if you do have an accelerometer in your boat like the rowing in motion app for example that will show you catch duration then you want to be able to try and minimize the catch duration so minimize the time that the boat's decelerating and the best way to do that is 
don't push on the foot plate before you get to the catch put the blade in quickly and well connected so deep and then feel for that load and then don't be too angry and aggressive in that first tiny bit of the leg drive but as soon as your uh, shin to thigh is at a right angle then you can really put the power on because the blades connected uh, you've started the you've had a little bit of time to get that connection and then as soon as you get to that right angle point then they should really be able to put the power on so you can then be pretty sure particularly with junior crews that if the blades in deep enough and they wait till they really push and wait to they don't really push until they've got that right angle between the shin and the thigh then you'll find you'll get a pretty good catch straight up and the boat will go fast almost immediately compared to what it was doing before yeah there's just there's a lot to unpack with the catch really but it, it comes down to placing the blade at the maximum catch angle so as, as close to that as possible uh, and getting the power on once that blade is buried so that means you'll be connected and that means whatever effort you put through your legs through your body arms everything is going to drive the boat maximally uh, where people get into trouble is when they don't place the blade at that maximum mark they might place it you know through the stroke a bit further they've wasted you know part of their drive phase um yeah so definitely a few things to think about it, it is simple but it's also quite complex and and depending on what athlete you've got you might have to you know tailor your your coaching or for yourself even to to prepare earlier on the recovery it might be a preparing thing you might not be squaring up early enough uh, you might not be placing the blade quickly enough you might be trying to let it you know go in with gravity um, uh, if you've seen a couple of videos on our website we test that out and it's you definitely have to put the blade in if you want to get it buried, especially at high ratings. Uh, you can't just let gravity do it. I mean, some some people, uh, if you tell them that, they might place the blade better, and that's fine. But it's just not not a fact. It's more of a coaching thing than a than an actual. Absolutely, I think it's important too. The first step in all of this really is that the athletes need to understand why what makes a good catch and how you go about it and what are the important things and if they understand the things we've talked about in this podcast then then they'll get a much better handle uh, much better uh, attempt at a catch and so what we need to do is to get some drills in place to to change that so they get to be in a, in a good catch position and uh, i think that it should take no more than five or ten sessions to be able to get people to have a really good catch and to improve a catch then uh, you can improve a catch in one session it's really just about making sure they use the right drills and have the right understanding of what they're trying to achieve and then you get an immediate immediate benefit and we've got a number of videos on how to do this on the website of course but the critical thing really is that the athletes must understand why and what's important and the critical things are put the blade in the water before you push that's sort of rule one really and by before you push i mean before you push now the time that that between putting the blade in and pushing is is very small especially at a high rate but even at a high rate it's still exactly the same principle put the blade in first then push 
So if you found this podcast useful and want to learn more about rowing, we've got a free rowing course and stretching guide that you can download on our website or access on our website. You just have to put your email address in and uh, and we'll, we'll send it straight to you. In that rowing course, we've got lots of information about you know getting ready for the catch, the catch itself, you know applying the power, lots of things. It really is a, a start to finish guide on um, you know learning to row. Uh, we've even got some things in there about racing and safety as well. So. If you want to have a look at that, uh, please head over to our website, decentrowing.com. Until next time, happy rowing.